Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome to the Independent Spouse Podcast. I'm Jess Sands, founder of the Independent Spouse and current military wife running my own business, Design Jessica, from our Marie Quarter. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring interviews that go behind the scenes of an amazing business, charity or project created by someone also living the military life. Today, I've been talking to Mindy from Asali. Lincolnshire-based Asali create beautiful goods from genuine leather that are not only perfect for the aviation fan, but are also helping out some well-loved charities. All of Asali's military products have an RAF aircraft on them, from the Majestic Spitfire through to the Typhoon, and every single one is officially licensed by the Ministry of Defence. But it's not all about hitting margins. Mindy has intentionally built her business from the start with a charitable aim. A percentage of the profits from every single sale from all of her collections goes to a deserving charity. In this episode, Mindy shares how she launched a product-based business, why she chose to have that charitable element in her growth plan, and how she finds balance within her business life. Asali is a really inspiring company if you too are running a product-based business, so I really hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, hi, Mindy. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. Thank you very much for including me in your podcast, Jessica. Not a problem. So you produce some wonderful leather products. They're really beautiful. I love the look of them. Um, And they're for every aviation fan that you could think of. But for those who haven't heard of Asali, please could you tell me a little bit about your business? Sure. Um, thank you for your kind words about what we produce. Uh, we we uh, we make leather gifts, leather goods, ranging from key rings all the way up to weekend bags. Everything that we make is made out of genuine leather um, and made using a combination of, of hand stitching and machine-based techniques. But you're quite right that we do make things for um, what we call the discerning aviation fan. Um, however, we also have a range of products for the partners and family members and friends of these discerning aviation fans who might like aviation but don't necessarily want to have the red arrows on their laptop bag or their weekend bag but um, perhaps like nice leather gifts as well um we uh, the name asali means genuine in hindi and i'm indian uh, by origin so um we thought that was a good name because we make everything out of genuine leather and our license with the mod is genuine as well Brilliant. I love the fact that you have a license. As a designer with a designer background that worked in licensing, I know how important it is to kind of have that genuine link to the MOD. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we started out because we wanted to use the uh, Red Arrows logo, the Diamond 9. And um, I didn't really know an awful lot about it when I had the idea. But when I found out that I needed a license to use that, um, it kind of made the whole thing even more desirable, really, and made me feel like our idea was a good idea because, you know, if someone tells you you need to qualify it by getting a license, you kind of think, well, I might be onto something here because obviously there's a reason behind it. Um, and getting the license was an interesting process, but certainly worth it and, and has, has been a good thing for our business. Yeah, and it links really well with your quality brand, having that official link. So I love your Red Arrow stuff. I think it's my favourite. Thank you. I won't tell my husband that if he hears that. <laughs> yeah, impartial pilot's wife. So are they the most popular range in your whole company? Well, actually, in, no, in terms of volumes of sales, the Typhoon seems to have picked up 
traction quicker and volume of sales quicker than the Red Arrows products um, in terms of the smaller things. But uh, it's a bit difficult to say, actually, because at different times we've had different... um, It depends what event you go to, what kind of people you're meeting... Uh, I think a lot of the time it's linked to promotion. But when I first started it, you know, it started out with the Red Arrows basic card holder. Uh, and whilst that product does well, it, it's not our core product. And I, you know, it's interesting to, to see how things have changed. The Red Arrows key rings fly off the shelf. People absolutely love them. Equally, the the uh, weekend bags, you know, they have been a huge hit, bigger than I ever imagined that they would be, actually. Um, but you know we're still relatively young so we're still feeling to some extent like we're testing and learning and finding out what people like Um, one thing I I would say we've been really happy about is that it doesn't appear that people want to avoid any particular range from us everything seems to appeal to someone somewhere um, at various different levels yeah and you are quite young you've started 2017 yeah, we launched uh, May 26th, 2017. Um, uh, I remember that in the lead up to that month, I was trying to work out exactly how the launch would happen and where, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really strange launching a business that sells online because there's this huge pressure of this date where you're going to start trading and, you know, you sit in there with your Google Analytics in front of you trying to see that spike rise and, you know, of course you, you, you've you gone live, but nobody really knows it within that first hour or whatever. So it was quite an amusing time. But we launched in Lincoln. Um, we decided to keep it local in the first month or so. And then towards, as the year progressed, we we expanded out. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's been a really interesting time. But your background wasn't in product design or product marketing no, before no, this? No, it wasn't at all. Um, I mean, my original skill set if you like is marketing marketing and PR having gone into that world from university where I studied economics and sociology quite I did my time I did my time in in um, marketing graduate training schemes publishing sales PR did a bit of everything and then sort of specialized in publishing sales within the legal press um, in London and, and really enjoyed it and had a good time and then I came out of that world and became a teacher for a period of time before then coming back into marketing and ending up drifting towards the Sasali idea. And where did that idea spring from? Well, I, as I said, I, I drifted back into marketing. So um, around the time of my second child, after my second child had been born and, and we'd had some time together, I, I mistakenly ended up starting this marketing business. I, I had... Um, I was being trained by a PT that I found in Lincoln, who I thought was amazing. And I I worked very closely with him on developing his brand because it frustrated me, quite frankly, that he was so good and his marketing was so bad. So I helped him out as a friend. And then somebody else asked me to do a similar sort of thing. So it was, you know, sorting out his website, doing some social media work and, and generally helping them with their marketing message. So I found myself doing this as me, as a person in the evenings in my own time to help these people out and before you know it you've got people paying you to do this for you Um, and I had developed a little business I developed Aurora Marketing uh, which still exists today and I still have that same PT as my client which I'm you know I'm very proud to say and and that business has grown and and continues to grow during these years so um, six years or so 
uh, obviously my marketing skills, my repertoire, everything, it grew, it developed. I, I invested quite a bit in myself, actually, um, learning about SEO and, and just online marketing in general. And during that time, I, I had this idea that I could use a connection that I have in India, which is my family, who have a leather factory there, um, and my marketing skills. There was this dialogue about, you know, why don't you do something with us? Why don't we work with you and produce something? But it, the question was, produce what? You know, pretty much anyone can go out there and make a card holder and handbag, you know, sit down and design one, make it. You'd need someone to buy it because we're in the business of, of turning a profit ultimately. Um, and I didn't have any ideas. I had no strong ideas as to what I could do and why I might be able to market something that was clever and different. But then we had some, um, our paths crossed with various people within the military and the Red Arrows was brought to the forefront of my mind. And I kind of had a look around to see, you know, a little bit more about them. And I realised that there was a market there for producing something for the Red Arrow fan that perhaps wasn't being made so far. And you've worked with the Red Arrows and you've got your Chinooks and your Typhoon designs. And I know that you've aligned yourself with a few charities and you work and support them. Which ones are they and how did you pick them? You're quite right that we, we've got good relationships with the Red Arrows um, and that relationship is developing. A very nice relationship with the Chinook display team and we hope to be able to build on that again for the new season. Similarly with the Typhoon guys and also BBMF. I personally, as an individual, decided that when I started Asali, that, you know, that we, this is going to be a, a successful business and, you know, hopefully we'd make money in the end. I've always had a personal feeling that I wanted to be able to do something good for charity if I was to make money. So um, whilst I'm not going to profess to thinking I'm going to become a Bill Gates I would love to be in a position where I had so much money that all I had to do would be to manage charity donations and, and help charities grow where I had an interest. Now, I'm a million miles away from achieving that. However, what I thought I could do as a starting point is to donate an amount for every sale we made. I believe that if I didn't do this and we were we continued to grow and we made you know, a massive profit, that I think it might be quite hard to give that profit away because I think human nature steps in and I think it's, I just think it would be harder to say, oh yeah, we've made a massive profit this year, let's give a chunk of it away. So my theory was, let's do it from the start, let's support charities from the start, let's make it part of our model, let's be genuine about this rather than saying, yeah, 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 we will do it. So we picked charities that we thought reflected the brands that we were selling um, and that made it easier in many ways. So we looked at a variety of different things and then selected ones that reflected the brand, but also that I had some sort of passion for or belief in. Um, so the John Egging Trust was an obvious one in many ways because of their close association with the Red Arrows. But particularly, I really value what they do. Um, having worked in the classroom setting for seven years and met some very very interesting young people I know firsthand what some young people are going through um, and and how the system perhaps it, it doesn't fail them it's just that the, the symptom of the world that we live in means that a lot of children will fall through the cracks and don't get the help that that we could turn them around um, and I think that their blue skies program very much does that 
Then we've got RAFA, so that's the Royal Air Force Association. And I think really as a wife of somebody in the Air Force and therefore a friend of many in the Air Force, you meet people across generations who have experienced very different things. And you, you kind of understand that the RAFAs of this world hold a very special place and are needed. And so why wouldn't I want to donate to them? Um, Combat Stress was a charity that we started, um, we sort of nominated in the early days. Um, you know, I believe in the fact that there are people out there in the military that have some real, you know, mental health issues and, and they're not always well addressed or supported. And I think charities like Combat Stress obviously do a really good job. Um, interestingly, we donate to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation with our Asali own range. So if you buy something from us that doesn't have a military logo on, you will support this charity. Um, so close friends of ours have got a daughter who um, was diagnosed with diabetes when she was very young. And, and I kind of watched them go through that process and learned a lot about it. And so it's really brutal, you know, for parents of young children to have to, to go through that. And then obviously it's life changing. Um, there's amazing treatments out there and, and people get a lot of support. But this sort of charity I thought was relevant and I'd like to be able to see progress being made for, for people like my my friends. Yeah, and they are some fantastic charities that are doing brilliant things that have a close connection to you, which is the joy of running your own business is that you can choose how you spend your profits and where they go and that you can actually really make a difference while making a profit and running a business. Yeah, it's, um, it's very nice working with charities because um, they're very different to customers and clients. So clients with regards to Aurora Marketing is one thing. Customers with regards to Asali, by, you know, 99 times out of 100, it's the most pleasant, the most wonderful experience because everyone's just so happy. You're happy because you're selling and making people happy with your products. They're happy because they're receiving things that they love that they never thought anyone would make. And it's just absolutely fantastic. Usually it's the postal system that lets you down when, when things don't go wrong. So that 1% of the times where things have been difficult. But working with charities is just, it's a really interesting time. And then working with the people who work for charities, they're always really interesting people as well. It's, it's not the same as working with people in the corporate world. It's different. It's hard to explain why, but it, it adds a different dimension, a different layer everything that we do and you touched a little bit there on you know the postal system and what happens when things go wrong so the problem I have in my business is that I'm really busy I'm you know running all of the things outsourcing where I can crazy busy and then on top of that I have this military life that sort of comes in every so often and crashes in and takes over how do you balance all these things um well I think balance is a very personal term because what you know everybody's idea of balance is different I think the biggest challenge is how you react to growth and how you react to change because you can get it right and you can have a great day, you can have a great few days and think, right, you know, I've done, I've ticked every box. I am amazing. I've been a brilliant mum, a great friend, a great sister. Everything's got delivered on time. All my clients are happy, you know, I'm absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and then something will happen. Someone will break a bone or something won't get delivered or a husband won't arrive home because of whatever. And it's in those moments where, you know, you're, you're tested. And I think one of the things I've learned quite recently, actually, is, is the, the power of planning and the power of having faith in your own system. So if my day is planned out, and by planned out, I mean literally to the minute. And I find that I'm 
achieving that day as it's going part as it's going on I feel in control so if something gets chucked at me and it's you know last minute and random I can look at my day and decide right I can deal with this at this point or this cannot be dealt with today but that's okay I will deal with this tomorrow I will plan it in for tomorrow and I just have faith in my own planning process and I realize that you can't respond to every email immediately and you don't need to you know if there's a health emergency obviously that's slightly different but pretty much everything else can be dealt with at another time and for for me personally where I have found that I haven't had balance is because I've become overwhelmed and totally stressed out at or in those moments where I'm reacting to stuff that's going on around me and instead of reacting to things that are being flung at me or emails that are being sent to me or phone calls I just take the information look at it and think right well that can be done now because I've got this slot here or no it will be done tomorrow and I feel so much better when I am like that but to plan to get to that point where you plan your day that's you know that's a whole different story isn't it um I use a book called the best self company the best self diary I forget now um and it gives you space to make your goals, whether they're personal, health, financial, business goals over a period of time. And then you break down those goals, how you're going to achieve them by your daily tasks. And I find that that is really good for planning. And it's done. It's great. It's happened. You know, and instead of worrying constantly about what I've got to do, I plan it in. That's a very long answer to your question of how do you get balance? No, it was brilliant. And it is great. And it's true. You have to plan your life, even planning in, you know, time for the unexpected. If you've got that plan, you've got those systems in place, then when it all goes a little bit wonky, you can sort yourself out and get the stuff that you've done. So you've had a great start and you've been trading for over a year and your products are wonderful. What do you think has been the biggest success so far? I think that one of the most defining moments for me personally, there's probably there's a few in there. Um, React was absolutely massive. I'd never been to React before as a person. Asali had obviously never been there as a business, but it was just huge. Um, I find it quite, I'm, I'm quite scared of going to these shows in terms of standing and selling and being the face of Asali. I don't, I didn't set up Asali to be the face of Asali. I set it up to be a business of, of you know, producing beautiful goods for people. Um, and I hope that they will sell regardless of me um, and, and the enthusiasm that I bring to the party, as it were. But when you see people coming in and looking at your products and just buying them without question and parting with their very, very hard-earned money, whether that's £10 for a key ring or, you know, £200 plus for a weekend bag, that's amazing. Because there is no more, there is no bigger compliment than that. And when people do it in in their hundreds, as they did then, that's really quite cool. Um, Carol Vorderman came to our stand, and she loved our stuff, and she really loved it. And, you know, I'm sure she won't mind me saying she bought loads, which was just fabulous. And that was an amazing moment. Um, 
I've had some really, really fun aviation moments as well, actually. Like, I, I had the opportunity to go and, and take some photographs with an aviation photographer and, and, and sort of see it from the other side, to so see it from the side of our customers and our fans, if you like. So that was really good fun. Um, and I have had some of the uh, family members of, of pilots in the Red Arrows and, and the other teams contact us for products. And I've seen a, a few pictures of some of the Reds holding some of our products um, and I think that one of them got them for Christmas last year, and it was it was packed um, at Blackpool Air Show. So that was that was a high. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest one was going to React. It was successful. Seeing people say um, in whatever form, "I like your product." That was a, that was a good time. Yeah, that is brilliant. And obviously, we both love the RAF. That is our. Um thing that we have in common business in the RAF. Now, are you thinking about going tri-service? Are you expanding it so the Army and Navy and the Marines get a little look in? Yeah, so the licence that we have allows us to use logos across the Army and the Navy. And yes, that is something that we want to do. We need to look at the best way of achieving that as whether or not we take a risk and start looking at at brands within those brands and, and picking one and seeing how how that does but we need to speak to people on the ground in the army in the navy and and see if they might be interested in doing what some of the other squadrons have done um with us in terms of producing something for their so we're coming towards the end now but before we go i always do some quick fire questions with my guests just to keep them on their toes okay and to see what sort of answers they have so the first one is who would you like to hear most from on this podcast series god i don't know uh, it won't be a quick answer there. Um, Abigail McNiven from Petal and Stork and Petal and Stork Flower School, because she's a creative genius and has done amazing things. And it would be lovely to hear her answers to some of those questions. So, if you could go back in time to when you first started, what do you think would be the one thing you would tell yourself? Not to have emotional reactions to things. That would be the biggest lesson. You've got to care. But don't don't create heartache for yourself. Don't have emotional reactions to situations because all it does is waste time and energy. Yeah, it's true. You're right, especially in business because sometimes because it's not a personal thing, you know. And you put your heart and soul into your business, but sometimes you just got to step away and realize that it's a business relationship. Yeah. Last one is. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody in your shoes when starting out, what would it be? If you can do it without it being um, financially crucial, so if you could start your business, whether that's through doing the market research or just doing small tests or starting on a small scale, without having the pressure of having to earn to put food on the table or, or whatever it is, then do it that way first. Even if it's just for a month or two months or whatever, because you learn a huge amount just by being able to be a little bit experimental and you're free. If you don't have the shackles of, I must earn this amount of money, or at least have some money in the bank that will mean that you're not nervous about money, you make better decisions, you're, you're more free, um, and I think you're more creative. And then you can make really good decisions going forward. Um, so, yeah, try and... Try and have an experimental phase and or do a lot of research and try not to let money be the central goal in the very, very, very short term. Yeah, definitely agree. 
So if we're interested in looking at your beautiful products or we want to see about those fantastic charities you support and read your blog posts, where can we find you? So the best place to, to go to would be to our website. So that's www.asalidesigns.co.uk. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram and we are very active on there. Um, we love hearing from people. They don't have to have been a customer of ours. Uh, if you've got a great shot of a plane that you want to share with us, we'd love to see it. If you want to know more about our products and our website doesn't give you the answer, then please get in touch. Uh, we're growing, we're changing. Um, if you are, if you live on base anywhere and you think that you might be able to work with us in terms of helping us increase our reach and getting people to know about us, we'd like to hear from you as well. Um, we're very open, honest and genuine. So you know if in doubt ask Mindy it's been brilliant talking to you today thank you so much for spending your time with me thank you I love your products I will be shoving them under the nose of my husband <laughs> if I ever see him again um, so thank you and congratulations on a great company and a great product thank you so much it's great that you're there championing people um, who are working hard behind the scenes uh, and uh, you know congratulations to you as well on what you've achieved with your podcast and thank you very very much for including me and Asali Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it and it has inspired you. Please subscribe so that you can have access to each episode as soon as it's released. And if you like what you hear, I would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you found me. It really helps spread the word so that more lovely people like you can listen to the episodes. Thank you so much for listening along. Um, I'll be back soon with another inspiring episode. See you then.